Hi, I'm Eric. I'm Jason. And I'm Chris. And we're I Beat It First. Yay! Yay! Woohoo! Happy almost new year. Happy end of year. Happy holidays. Happy all the things, everybody. We made it. Happy Toyota Thon. Happy Toyota Thon. We are through it all. Honda days. (laughs) Happy Honda days. Yeah. How how much consumer whores are we that those are the things that we remember? And then it's even more sad. It's just like, you said it. And I was just like, of course, Toyota-thon. Yeah, Toyota-thon. Of course. Naturally. That's <laughs> just like. <laughs> Gotta have that crazy guy that loves his fucking Corolla. And Pat. loves his RAV4 more Fuck. than he loves his wife. Fucking Pat, man. Yeah, like, Pat. That guy, that, guy, that guy got so lucky. That it's just like, how many commercials do you know out there? I mean, I, you can name them all. Dude. Like, five off the top of your head. That They've like, done mm. so many of those. Yeah. Like, Pat, like. He's been the like spokesperson, I guess, still for Toyota for ten years. I mean, it's just it's it's insane, purely yeah. insane that he's been able to just be like, "Hi, you know, I just like Toyota a whole lot," and that's his whole personality. <laughs> that's his whole persona. <laughs> it's just like yep. good on him. There's nothing remarkable about him. It's not like his acting's amazing. There's no reason he's not like it's like, "Hey, Toyota saved my life because now I don't murder people because of Toyota." Great, you know, <laughs> nothing happened. He was just like. Some actor that they found, and the CEO was just like, that man, that fucking man is going to be the face of Toyota until he dies. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't that imagine. man is Toyota. That man is Toyota. Like, it's just, it blows my mind. Like, because like, you think about it, like, who other big spokesperson has been around that long? It's just like, all right, the first one I can think of was like Flo from Progressive, but she hasn't even been around that long. Jared, but he has a bad uh, uh past and stuff like that yeah this pat guy is just like no he's been around for i want to say i want to say at least 10 years and i don't think anyone else has come close to being that long of a sports (laughs) person without being that icon like obviously you have like raw mcdonald or jack from jack and box but those aren't that person anyone could be in that suit Mm -hmm. right so i don't know it's funny because i'm trying to look up the the net worth of the actor pat finn and it keeps pulling up Patrick Finn, who is the COO of Twist Bioscience Corp. <laughs> but his Even real name is does. Pat. Yeah, his real name is Pat. It's Pat Finn. And I'm trying wow. to see, like, like I want to know how long he's been doing. Check his IMDb. Those commercials. Like, would, it, would commercials show up on IMDb? Uh, let's see here. TV commercials for Holiday and Express. Toy- it just says Toyota commercials and print ads. Radio uh, too. I mean, the dude. The dude is TV Toyota. commercials for Healthy Choice in two thousand eight. Commercial for Golden Corral in two thousand nine. <laughs> so I'm well. That's why. Yeah. So there you go. He's been doing it for over ten years. I'm well. I think. I think that he has. I, I think that he's been doing it longer than Ronan's been on this earth. <laughs> Insane. In that, that just blows my mind. Like, good on him. Like, yeah. that's a golden check. You sign that and be like, income coming in. All I have to do is say, like, stupid lines in these ridiculous uh, ads and you're going to pay me money. And then whatever you get from that, sign me up. Sign me the fuck up. I will do that. Maytag yes. wash machines. Because <laughs> I know clean. There you go. Consider that my he doesn't. He doesn't know clean at all, everybody. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> My background's blurred because it's so clean in here, obviously. It's the cleanest. <laughs> the cleanest. Man, it's like I'm trying I'm trying to go through. I just I yeah. it, I'd probably have to actually like spend too much time actually reading in order to do it. <laughs> <laughs> to find out. But it's been a long time. Anyways. Happy Welcome in, everybody. Things.
Welcome happy to- all the things yes. happy all the things it is the 2022 year in review our 2022 year end extravaganza and i can't mm. fucking believe that 2022 is over already dude it has been a wild ride it still feels like that 2020 was last year it's still yeah um i don't even know i don't even know where to begin i don't even know where to begin there's been so much games so much time and yet it still feels like that there was not enough games not enough time i don't know it's yeah it's been definitely a i don't even know what to say about it like a pandora's box of of a year (laughs) it's been a year (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's still a better year than 2020 and 2021 Like, in the grand scheme of years goes, like, we could actually go outside and do stuff. We could well, see people. We could hug for that people. resurgence. I remember yeah. last year, this time, we were all like, man, China's got this, like, crazy problem going on. Whatever. China will get it contained. No problem. And then March came mm. around. Womp, womp. womp so womp. Hey, guess what? China's got this crazy thing going on. China's going to get it together. We don't have to worry about Oh, wait. We, don't have, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely not going to repeat itself. No, 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 no not way. at all. We we no. totally learned from our past experiences. We are better. One hundred percent. Yeah, we're 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 much better for it. We're smarter. We're wiser. I don't think we have anything to worry about. Jason's still trying to whittle at his his list right now. He's, I am. He's crossing yeah. out numbers <laughs> and reordering it because even though he told me he's like, no, 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 I'm pretty good on mine. I know that he's just sitting there going, no, wait, Eric was right. Well, this conversation <laughs> about Toyotathon was just like, no, wait a minute. Mm. <laughs> Pat Finn, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so write in, write in for do? actor yeah. of the year, Pat Finn. Right? He's fucking right? amazing. Honorable mention. Honorable yeah, I gotta mention. gotta find that guy. <laughs> I got to give him a handshake. <laughs> okay, so you if you guys it, are new to the podcast, um, I doubt that we have anybody new, but hey, we'll explain it anyways. Uh, normally, we have like another person on here, but we decided we're just going to keep it nice and simple this year, uh, and it's just going to be these three assholes. Jason counts as three. Yes. <laughs> um, but we will do our top we five. We'll go round robin, uh, five, four, three, two, one. Everyone will, will go through that number so on and so forth until we get to our number one. But we do have honorable mentions. Well, we do. So maybe they didn't make it onto the list, but they were still good games that you probably should have played if you didn't already. Chris, what do you got? Uh, Cult of Lamb. Um, no, good art style. You no, know, had some fun, uh, but didn't quite make the list as um, if you kind of played, you kind of get too caught up in one thing and uh, you can't really do a lot more to it and it gets kind of some more managing of stuff and picking up a bunch of shit <laughs> but that's fun and it's just picking up a bunch of shit yes it's a lot like of shit. basically it's a at that point it's worse than picking up after three rottweilers like it's just it's non-stop. shit it's everywhere <laughs> yeah it's just shit everywhere all right we might come back to chris we'll see if he has another one jason what do you got uh, my honorable mention uh, is You Suck at Parking. It was easily <laughs> one of the ones that I was just like, there's no way this game's going to be any good. Played it for five minutes. And I was just like, this game's fucking amazing. Played it for 20 <laughs> minutes. And I was like, I'm the best at this game. Played online. I was just like, I'm still the greatest at this game. Played for five hours. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you were like, you played for you played for like 20 minutes. Played for an hour. You're still like, I'm still fucking amazing at this game. Then people woke up. 
Because yep. <laughs> yep. that like, was oh, that was like one of the I first games that we played on our 24-hour stream. And once people on the East Coast started waking up and playing it, we immediately started getting schooled by some people. I mean, Jason still did well. I, yeah, still... I played by myself a little yep. bit later on too. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it definitely, it, you know, you get to a point where it's just like, there's only so much that game can do. It's the change up isn't so drastic, but it was just wildly enjoyable. And mm-hmm. I will say to your point, Eric, playing with people like in the same room or on a split screen w- w- is like 88% of that game. Like it was so much more fun, like bantering with you guys and playing around, even though we didn't really even talk in strategy or anything like that, mm-hmm. just being able to play like a technical couch co-op was just super fun to do again in 2022 and uh, yep. uh playing online by yourself yeah the game's still entertaining and still a lot of fun it's a completely different mechanic and it brought me back a lot of nostalgic feelings from old racer games back in the day like the micro machines racing game if you guys ever oh, remember yeah. playing that one mm-hmm. um but it just it fizzles it, it, it's like okay i think i'm done now and I, i'm okay with that because at the end of the day it was still a lot of fun hey you know what it costs like in the grand scheme of hours played on game pass it cost maybe 20 cents to play that game mm-hmm. i'd say that's worth 20 cents <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> yeah uh all right um my honorable mention was a really good game that probably would have moved up higher and it probably would have got more play if they didn't fuck up an update that completely broke our save game data on it and that's v rising Oh, the yeah. rising it was it was considered early access when it first came out it was fun it was it, it gave me like enough of a reason to play a resource management type game and whatnot and i'm not very big on those games but i had a mm-hmm. ton of fun playing with everybody we had our own server everything was going great then they did an update that broke our online server and we lost our save data completely it just corrupted it no matter what we did and there was nothing we could do about it and we all had hours upon hours worth of work and world building and everything like that and it was at that point that we all went i really don't feel like rebuilding that world again (laughs) and it it, they did it to them they did it to us like they did it to themselves they did it to us we would have continued to play if it didn't break and once they did that though it it ruined the fun of the game because it it, it's not one of those games where you just you want to go back through and kill Tristan again. I mean, he is an asshole, yeah. and I did enjoy ki- I like enjoyed owning his ass when I was like level sixty and he was only level <laughs> thirty and just murdering him. But going through with a low level set was just not as fun. So I think that one would have been better. And it, from what I heard, like it it still continued to be good, but it just killed it for me halfway through the year. Not even halfway through the year. Chris, you got any other ones? Uh, I think that's it for honorable mentions. I think that's it for honorable mentions. Yeah, I, I, will... I don't really want to go too many deep just because I could sit here yeah. and talk all day about all these small games yeah. that I've played a whole bunch of. I got one more then. And it might have been the cutest and saddest game of the year. And that was The Cruel King and the Great Hero. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris plays some sad games. And this game didn't look like it was sad. It looked like it was just straight up 100% cute until every time someone came in, they're like, I don't understand. Why is it so sad? And then I'd explain the hook to them. They're like, fuck, Jesus. <laughs> and then the little dragon, or not the little dragon, the big evil dragon following the kid around and like doing all the magic <laughs> for the kid. It was it was completely ingenious. It was like the storytelling and everything like that that they did was really good. It just wasn't enough to be like a top five game. But it was a great game. I think people should play it. Like hands down, 
one one of my favorite games, just not top five worthy. All oh, right, cool. who's got some stinkers? And then we got a stinker. So, well, I want to. I, I think we should. I think like, stinkers. I kind of want to like save up for. You want to savor I the stinkers? I, I think <laughs> I want. I think I want to do the stinkers. Jason wants to hold it in so wanna, that he can wanna, release that fart like right hand. at the end. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't have many. <laughs> very very nice chris well good done. job well, <laughs> well many but the hate was strong so i, I kind of wouldn't mind holding on to it for a little bit um because like i want to make sure that i'm thinking about this right and to make sure people uh, understand what we're doing here too and that is that this is our official top five of the year um each one of us is doing our own top fives. We don't talk about this beforehand. We don't talk or collaborate yeah. beforehand about anything. I have no idea what uh, Eric's number one or Chris's number one is. I have ideas because just obviously we know what we've all been playing because we've talked about it in this podcast every single two weeks for the last like 800 years. If you don't know, check it out. I, I did first.com. Last um, 11, but, well, no, not 11 years. The website's been around 11 years. It's the last like six years. Good grief. At minimum good six grief. years. It's six years of episodes. content. That's a lot of episodes. So we, yeah. we have an idea of what we're talking about, uh, or not what we're talking about. We have no idea what we're talking about, but we have an idea of what- <laughs> We have an idea of what we're talking about. We're going to talk about, So, So, but I, I'm saying all this because I'm actually kind of a little bit more intrigued, at least in the last like two, three years, I feel like that the top five could be a mixed bag of like the same seven games. Like it, it was pretty right. much just like, we knew that- this game was going to be on one of our, it was just a matter of what level that we put it at. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This year, however, I feel like that we're going to have five or five, three very different uh, um, top fives. There might be a couple games that we have in common, but I feel that for the most part, they're going to be completely different lists. Um, And again, this is ours. So like, I don't think any of us played God of War Ragnarok yet. Mm-mm, haven't gone there yet. Mm-hmm. So this is what we actually played. These are the games that either we got review copies for or we went out of our way to play that hands down like are the best games that we played over the year. Because we're not going to give an award to something that we didn't touch just because Jeff Keighley decided that these people <laughs> sucked his dick enough that he was going to give them an award. No, <laughs> these are these are our awards for what we deemed as some of the best ones. And I like it this way, too, just because of the fact that there are a lot of games that we put on these lists that don't get consideration because they usually get overshadowed by these giant fucking triple A titles. Right. And we don't always go for the triple A like in your face shit. So nope. I think that that's good. Mine's All right. Definitely off of that list, so. I'm sure <laughs> we're called I beat it first for a reason. So yep. mean, that's, that's the whole reason of it all. Okay. So we're going to go in alphabetical order. So Chris, me, Jason, oh. which actually is clockwise on, <laughs> uh, on the stream. If you're watching this on Twitch, cause Chris is in the top yeah. left. I'm in the top right. Jason's down at six o'clock. All right. So let's get started with number five. Chris, what is your number so, five? My number five was one of your honorable mentions. Uh, v Rising. Um, you know, I love my Diablo style games and adding the kind of survival and crafting aspect to it. Um, I think it was definitely kind of an, a nice kind of change of pace. Um, and like I said, we had our own server. I played a shit ton of it. Beat all the bosses. Got all the recipes unlocked. So 
pretty much essentially beat the game in a sense um, before we lost our save data. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <I'll, laughs> I would be willing to pick it back up again with more updates and content, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed V-Rising. Okay, so you bring up a good point, and that is worth noting that they have had a bunch of updates, and they've added on new bosses. They're adding on more. They've got a roadmap out, so you can do it. Again, this was an early release or an yep. early access game that they released, and I mean, to be honest, you throw something on early access, that's your fucking release. I don't care if you've got, like, if you're not at 1.0 <laughs> yet. You put it out there for the mainstream people to play and pay money for, that's your release. And you get tainted by it, or you blow people away, and then you continually make things better and so, make money. That's the gamble. Yeah, but I, you make you make money. That's that's true. And I'm not gonna I'm not holding anything against them. I think it was a great game. As I said, like it was an honorable yep. mention. Um, I would be willing to try and pick it back up again, maybe because you can start your own servers and throw like like starting points where it's like you start at level forty type stuff. But we'll have to see. <laughs> Chris will have to convince me to to do that, and then we'll all jump in together. And you can't yeah. host your own servers on your computer. You don't have to get like a a G portal one like we did. So, you know, it is what it is. All right, I guess that comes to me and my number five, which was one of the best games on Xbox Game Pass that you could get, and that is Tunic, which is a Zelda style mm. isometric. Dark Souls style <laughs> cutesy fox game. And it's so I cute. loved it. You can't get mad when you die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's too adorable. You actually you actually get mad at yourself when you die, primarily yep. because you killed this cutesy little fox. <laughs> and it, it is awesome. They did an amazing job of world building. Jason's talked ad nauseum about this game oh, in yeah. his reviews for it about how amazing it was how great the the uh, music for the game is the level design the colors like everything about it top fucking notch it was a great game to play and it wasn't just an easy romp through like you would get through and you'd, you'd have a little bit of trouble and you'd be like oh cool it's fine i'm going through this and then all of a sudden you get to a boss battle you're like oh fuck i should have been paying attention to what i was doing <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Tunic, that was my number five. And it is free, is and was free on Game Pass. So if you have Xbox Game Pass, which if you don't have Xbox Game Pass, why don't you have Xbox Game Pass? Like It's just the best deal in gaming. It it's is. It's like, yeah. why aren't you? Yeah. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the games that they come out on that. I mean, it, again, corporate shilling that we're doing. Toyota's mm -hmm. bought to you by Game Pass. <laughs> we don't get paid by <laughs> Xbox to say that. We don't. In fact, we, do not. we talk a lot of shit about Microsoft. However... Game Pass still tends to be the best value in gaming and one of the best things for you to get, whether you're a PC or an Xbox player. Agreed. 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 Jason. Oh, my turn. Uh, so, all right, yeah. my number five, uh, I, I like in how we've all kind of like had a little bit of mentions here already, but my number five was actually Cult of the Lamb. And uh, uh, I agree with you, Chris. Uh, the, mm -hmm. the reason why I adopted it when we did the review of it, uh, it was that Endgame is, you know, if you play it right, Endgame is just cake easy there's mm -hmm. not much going on here and you're kind of just going through the motions and grinding but up until that point this was easily one of my favorite games um just because of the obsession level that was there with it for me like i was literally in the cult of the lamb like wanting to find out more to get into the world mm -hmm. the story building that was there and uh, uh just design it i like resource management and, and uh, um city planning games and add in a little bit of uh, uh, combat and roguelike style. And it's just like, man, this game was kind of like made for Jason. And you know what? It was. 
but you fucked it up at the end. That's why you're only number five. Still a good game though. Yep. Hey, number five, still nothing to, you know, Stay, number five, shake yeah, you a, beat out a whole shake a, of the games. A so, shovel of poop at. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of poop. So much poop. So much poop. Like I so can't believe the sheer amount of shit that I had seen cultists eat while watching <laughs> people stream that game. And oh, yeah. I understand, you know, it's funny. That actually, the joke started getting old <laughs> after a while. I mean, they, they, it was one of those things where it gets old and then it comes back and it's a little funny again, but then it gets really old again. And then it comes back and the way it's like mm -hmm. that. They, they went too heavy in on it. I think I didn't play they, it at they all. They went too heavy on all but, the resources. Like in the game, you have shit yeah. flowing out of your ears. You have money falling out of your ass and you have like every single weapon already maxed out and, and you have followers praying to you like nobody's business. And it's just like, what do you need to do here? I've won. I've won. I can sit on this pile of shit, my throne and just have money raked in. And it's just like, I've done it. That's, that's, we're done. Did you yeah. wear a crown of shit upon your liar's chair? Could not, could not wear a crown of, uh -oh. a crown of shit. Oh. Uh -oh. Trent Reznor would be so sad. I know. I know. <laughs> That's why it's only number five. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that's number five. All right. So to top it off, Chris had V Rising. All right. I had Tunic and Cult of the Lamb. Okay. Number four. 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 Number four. 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 Uh, so my number four was again another you know kind of diablo style game which was undecember um reno made my character diablo is so hot right now <laughs> so hot right now um and so in undecember it's there's no classes um basically your abilities are you can set up your abilities and kind of upgrade them and uh, kind of put them a little tree and get some powers to get them and it's based off of what your weapon you're carrying. Um, and so different abilities have kind of different specials for that. Um, it came out with the demo and then fully released. And there's 10 acts in the game. And each act is easily like hour or two to get through. Um, so there's plenty of content before you even get to the end game. Because um, I think it's like 15 hours just to get through act five. Um, so tons of content. Uh, it's free to play. I was gonna say this is a just, like a free to play game, right? Yeah. And so I've I've thoroughly enjoyed my time with it, and that's why it's number four on my list. So wow. the, that was one of the things we never really talked about. Like, how do they make money on this? Are there microtransactions in the game? Like, are there things that you can buy? Is it yeah, all cosmetic? Yeah, you can kind of buy like a a pass, whatever, to get unlock some more stuff um, as you kind of level up and go through doing like your dailies and stuff like that. So you can do like a you, you can, can get like a battle pass and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. But I mean that's not the end of the world. If you you can buy a pass and it just gives you no. extra unlocks and makes it slightly easier, but it's not necessarily a pay to win type game, no. right? Yeah. I mean, if anything, Genshin's shown us the way of how like you can make a shit ton of money and not be pay to win and not be predatory with it easily. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The people that think that Genshin is a pay to win game are idiots because I've seen people drop a fuck ton of money and have shit teams and people drop barely any to nothing and have great teams. It's all luck. You got to praise yep. RNG Jesus when it comes to those things. And like that was, I guess that would be like one of those things that we could have thrown in as an honorable mention because like it's an ongoing game of like Genshin. Because they've done such a great job with it. And there's a few of those games that, 
have continued to like expound upon that. And yeah, it's like, it doesn't have to be like pay to win for it. You can just make a good game, something with a good story that people are going to want to pay or play. And then they're just like, Oh, I get cooler shit if I do this or I have better chances, but um, it's not necessarily like you have to spend that much money on it. Right. So, all right. Undecember looked cool too. I still don't understand the not a cop joke. Well, not a cop. It's just because I made my character like basically look like a cop with a little mustache, cop stash, and uh, oh, okay, definitely not a cop. <laughs> definitely not a cop. No, totally, totally. So he's totally like walking. He's cop. like walking around an undercover cop in the underworld, and he's like, oh, "I'm not a cop. Trust me. Totally not a cop." Wait a <laughs> second. A you have to tell me if you're a cop. <laughs> no, no, I don't. And I'm totally not a cop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're going to move on to my number four. And this one's funny because we were talking about this uh, pre-podcast. Like we weren't, te- we weren't saying names, but we were, we were talking about just like placements. And I was like, man... Three, four, and five for me are all really close. But the funny thing is, is that I keep going back and forth that three should be five and five should be three and and vice versa. Like, just like Mm -hmm. keep swapping back and forth. But number four was like, no, yeah, that sits at number four. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I never, I never once had a qualm of like, of like, maybe this game should move down to five. No, for some reason, I I was just looking at three and five. I'm like, "Eh." but so my number four is Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. Which I don't think anybody else here has played, um, nope. primarily because we got a review copy for it and it went on our Epic uh, or went on my Epic account, and Epic doesn't allow you to, to share the way that like Steam does, which really sucks because we've got some games on there that we'd really like to share with each other without having to like log in, like log out of our Epic account and log into it. Either way, though, great in-depth story, really, really good uh, branching storylines as well. To where you have choices and there are very definitive choices if you make this decision and it tells you like you make this decision there's no going back and the storyline will branch off and you cannot recover from this one way or the other like it's you are you are now heading off in a complete direction based off of it uh had three main characters that you follow different paths on each of them having uh drastically different vampiric powers and you could kind of like delve into those vampiric powers with the other ones if you put your points and your experience into those but realistically it's like if you wanted to do that you couldn't make a well-rounded vampire you had to have a vampire that specialized in individualized things um but really good story good graphics i mean it, it was beautiful every now and then you got a little bit of the uncanny valley with faces and and they're talking and stuff like that but beyond that a fantastic game uh it was well worth the wait because this was many years that this game was announced and just continually yeah. waited for it to come on it's not as bad as bloodlines too i mean that one who knows when that's actually gonna come out <laughs> since it's changed hands for developers and whatnot but if you if you love vampire vampire the masquerade i'll say that so if you like the dark if you like the dark world stuff uh this is definitely a, a must pick up especially for the story I think it hands down does some of the best movement with the story and best dialogue that you're going to get from a lot of those games. Even like Werewolf was a fun game, but like story wise, it was really, really good. 
and dialogue that was really, really good. It just suffered from a lot of like play and repetitiveness later on. And this game, I don't think got repetitive at all because you were just continually going through a story and it's a slow paced game, but it's definitely a, a play type game. And you're going to spend like an hour to an hour and a half per level. But that's my number four. Vampire, the Masquerade, Swan Song. Very cool. Very cool. Um, my number four is kind of like a dark horse and came out of nowhere for me. And it was late entry as well. And that is actually Ixion, which is my space opera, uh, city building, resource management, uh, travel through the universe game. Um, obviously, if you can't tell, I like resource management. I, like, I love city building and I love story. Like those are like some of the big things that I, I like to get around them. And this thing had a, a fantastic story, fantastic world building, city building, literally, and uh, exploration that you do in each of your segments and, and uh, uh, um, galaxies that you travel around to, along with uh, ever-evolving problems that are constantly stacking on you. You have to be moving all the time. Uh, if you listen to the review that we did last episode on this, it's akin to Frostpunk. There's a lot going on. And it does ramp up the, the difficulty pretty quickly. None of the decisions that you really make are anything that's going to be like drastically changing of how the entire game plays out. Like in Frostpunk, where it's just like, hey, if you go totalitarianism, that's going to be dependent on how you run the rest of the game, right? Or if you want children to be workers, you know, that changes on how the rest of the game plays. You can make small decisions, but you can always take them back and move them around. And the decisions that you make on like planets when you're exploring them, they could have consequences, but it's literally just the consequences of that planet or that situation. And then they have little small segments of that could also impact other stuff. So it's nothing nearly as drastic as Frostpunk. But that alone gives you so much more replayability and so much more that you can do to explore that it actually is a lot of fun to just build cities in space. What really kind of threw it over the, the line for me, and I didn't talk about this in a review uh, just because I didn't want to really have it too much of a spoiler. But as I was creating this list, I was like, it's really got to I got to bring it up just because you can do, you can do spoilers now with it. We, we talked yeah, about that. It's like that's what. Spoilers. That's what, it, that's what the later stuff is for. It's like like these later episodes are like it's spoiler time, everybody. Yep. <laughs> and, and it's not so much it's not so much a spoiler. It's just like it was so enjoyable to find it to have it happen. And uh, it's I'm not gonna spoil the actual story behind it, but there's literally a boss fight. Like your city builder exploration game has a boss fight, and <laughs> it is just like what the hell? Like that's like I was sitting down there after beating the boss, and I was just like, I just I fought a boss in a city planning resource management game like it's just like that's just kind of cool and the way they yeah. did it was just well done i mean it's not like you're like all of a sudden sitting with your joystick like shooting lasers and shit like that at some enemy and stuff like that or doing some <laughs> action game of course not but it became its own other resource that you had to manage and that was the battle <laughs> so it was kind of just like kind of neat on how you had to be like yeah you're the administrator you're not fighting any any war you're not the grunt running down there and doing whatever you're not even the person building the weaponry and knowledge yes you're deciding where to spend the resources you're not even you the governor or the no. the ruler you're the shitty middle management civil servant that no is you're like... basically you're basically god you're basically god. <laughs> by, the, by, by this point no no like no people... you're the shitty middle management government servant that is just figuring out where things place and running pe and it's like being like yeah we should do this and this and this it's true <laughs> actually a good point that you bring up is it reminded me a lot of ender's game if you ever read the book and then unfortunately watched oh. the movie um where it's just like <laughs> you had no idea of what the real what you're really doing until you're actually doing it so it's kind of like that, that that feeling you're just like yeah i'm just the administrator I just see what's going on. I'm not actually doing the things they're doing. I'm just telling you where to do to spend your time and resources. It was there. And 
really cool on how they did that. I, I, I and like I, I hate seeing reviews on Steam and stuff like that. People really hating this game. A lot of people saying it's just too hard, which is if you just it's a resource game, management game. You know, like yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not going to be fast. It's not going to be like you can't rush through everything. You got to make uh, decisions and build up and not build something if you don't have the resources to do so. Not that hard. So a lot to manage, a lot going on. Um, but I will say it was the first time I ever had like my heart uh, pumping from a city management game. So that was <laughs> that was kind of cool. And that's why it's my number four. <laughs> nice. That's good. No, I, I like it. Yeah. And again, this is again we're going to get into a lot of games that are vastly different mm-hmm. for lists and whatnot. Because like neither of, neither of us have played Ixion, nope. so like that there's no way it's making it onto our top our top five. Okay, so recap: Chris had Undecember, I had Vampire the Masquerade, uh, Swan Song, and Jason had Ixion. 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 Okay. Now on to number three. Number three. Number three. Uh, so my number three has already been talked about a little bit. But that's Tunic. Um, I mean, just way too freaking adorable where you're dying and you're just like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even mad. It's just it's too adorable. You're just mad at too yourself. Adorable. Yes. You're not like you could be mad at how hard that game is, but you're more mad at yourself for letting that poor little fox down. Yep. <laughs> poor little foxy. <laughs> But yeah, it's super adorable, super fun. Um, and as kind of you know, Jason kind of gone through on his review, it gets pretty in depth. Like the story behind it and everything is just crazy. And trying to figure out the in-game manual of it just not being translated at all. It's just in this old made-up language. Trying to figure things out. I don't think it's made up. Really I think there's an actual cipher out there that you can find because I'm pretty 1, certain that they would have made a real oh, language. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but like it's their own language, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they made it up. It is a made up language, but mm-hmm. it's like it's a real language. Like that's one of the great things that I really enjoy with like some fantasy tellers when I, when they make up a language. Like Tolkien made the Elven language. Tolkien made elves. Yep. So well, yeah, <laughs> but I but I mean like 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 it wasn't just random gibberish though. Like he actually made a language. Right. And then put that into the book. And when they talked, they talked in that language. And he was one of the first people to do that. And there's a lot of people that do that now. Brandon Sanderson does it. Uh, George R. R. Martin does it, if I remember right, too. Like, a lot of the big ones that are really good with world building. Yeah, they all do that. And it's great. It's a sign of of good storytelling and a, a sign of good writing. So... I think I got I got no problem with Chris putting that as number three on the list. It was a good game. It's just that there were other games that I played, and I was just like, you know what? There were some other things that that I think edged it out, but that's still a very solid game to put on there. So, yep, nice. We're gonna have another year where we're not arguing, aren't we? So far, we're not mad. Yeah, I'm, I'm not mad at any of them because hearing Jason talk about Ixion before, like on the last oh, couple yeah. episodes of the podcast, I was like, this game sounds dope. <laughs> yeah, and even like just looking at the game before it came out, yeah. like, this game looks dope. It looks good. I just don't have the time yeah. to play it now, and Jason already played it, so I don't have to worry about reviewing it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Which is another reason why our our lists will tend to be different, is because we don't always have the time to continually like play the same games as as the other like two guys. So we'll have a game that we play, and then everyone's like, "Well, I don't have to play that for the podcast now, so maybe I'll get to it in a couple of years." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, 
Okay. My number three is... I, I think this is a game that neither of you guys played, and I streamed quite a bit of it. I streamed the, I streamed the entirety of the game, and it was very... This is the most interesting game of 2023. It might even be the most interesting game that I played in a while, and that's Immortality. I think Jason's mad about this one now. I get it. I get it. I get it. The mechanics were great. Um, It was a really compelling story. Uh, Figuring out puzzle-wise how to link to get to other things. Because you sit there and you think that it's just... like One of the big things that they that I realized is that like I can click a candelabra or I can click the, I can click the, the clacker before and after a scene, like things like that. It wasn't just like people, like you didn't try and track just people. You tried to track information going through. Um, and it was a very well done game. The acting on this game is top fucking notch. Like they did an amazing job acting. The mocap on it was really well done too. And the, the weirdness that starts to happen, I think what was really cool is that they kept it just vague enough to keep you interested the entire time without like throwing it in your face to where you then start going down a rabbit's hole of like all these other things. You figure out a couple of like tells of when something's going to happen, of when you should rewind and then all of a sudden it clips to a different a different way on the track. But for the most part, it was really, really interesting the way that they did it, the way that the storytelling was done, and the general concept of it. And especially the uh, the Tonight Show style one that they did, which was, I think, the longest out oh. of all the pieces that they had, where it just kept going. And every time that you rewound, the video degraded more and more, and it made it really hard. And they just were continually doing this interview with their Johnny Carson and going through like who they are and like once you found that one you're just like holy shit this entire thing is is way different than what the game like originally shows and all of the the unexplained deaths and so on and so forth it was a like i loved it i thought it was a great game jason you didn't play it so you can't talk shit about it i (laughs) i didn't play it because i I tried playing it i tried playing it and i'll be fair like 100 like i was i tried to get into it because a lot of people ran raved about this and i a thousand percent agree that their mechanic what they built their puzzle mechanic is really good i personally couldn't get into the actors very well and i was constantly reminded of an old sega genesis scooby-doo mystery game where it was kind of like the same (laughs) premise where you'd come to a scene, someone would act out, and you'd have to click somewhere on the screen to f- to find the next clue and stuff like that. Obviously, nowhere near as complicated as what the, in uh, immortality and is. Whatnot, yeah. And of course, I mean, there's definitely layers there, and I'll, I'll concede to that. But to me, it was just like my game was me like this 80% of the time. And I was just like, that's, I, that I didn't, like, and again, didn't play all the way through. I was like, I'm, this isn't for me. 100%, I will admit, this game may not have been as entertaining if I wasn't streaming it when I did. But and talking I, to people. When I did it, I streamed and I was talking with I was talking with chat. Like, this was very much... And I, I will say that, like, having that aspect in it now is a, is a big thing. Like, streamability for a game and the interaction with the audience and everything like that. This is a great streaming game. Like, and especially as long as you get people that don't come in and fucking spoil stuff or like sit there and blatantly did like no backseaters. If people just come in and they watch it unfold and they just chat with you about it, 
like that made the game even people that came in and knew a lot like knew more about what was going on they kept it kind of low-key and they were just like chatting along with it it was i had tons of fun playing it i loved it it was a it was a great game great story um it was definitely uh what's his name chris judge the guy that did kratos like he had a he had his work cut out for him getting that like best acting because the girl that's that does everything in this was top notch she did an amazing job with it and so hands down it was a great fucking game and again like i said this is the one that i was like back and forth with tunic between whether it should be three and five and i had it five initially and i was like you know what no it goes to number three primarily just because of the mechanics that's what really pushed it over your turn jason okay i wasn't sure if you're gonna say that so that no, yep, that's no, that's why <laughs> this is why explicitly why i am more mad than anything else because number three is obviously tunic because that's mine. <laughs> Which is funny. We actually would have had a clean sweep of, of Tunic at number three. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it's just because it's just like, now I'm even more mad because it's just like, yeah, that's a cool mechanic. But I'm sorry, neither of you have mentioned, but the puzzles in Tunic are next oh. level to anything you could ever possibly imagine. They're great. Like, puzzles. it's just like oh, the, 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 the depth of the puzzles of some of this game is so off the wall, so out there. That's just like, oh, is that what that little scribble means? Is that what that's all about? And that's just like, there's no way this is what it, they're trying to do. This is just like, I'm pulling this out of my ass. Nope, that solved it. It's just like, <laughs> insane. And You became end an archaeologist. Endgame end game puzzles were beyond anything that I think even someone just sitting down there and being like, I'm going to figure this out without filling out old school mist, like notebook with all of your notes and shit like that. Like it, it's just, it just would have been impossible. Like, and that's just, it, that's what I loved so much about you. Cause like, you're right. Everything that you guys said is hundred percent true with it. It is a great game, fun game, adorable Fox storylines there, Zelda style with uh, dark souls, hardness and, and then gray exploration and the puzzles. The puzzles are just, just to this day, I still think about like the wind chime puzzle. And I'll just remember mm -hmm. that song out of the nowhere in the top of my head. That's a good fucking game. That's a it good is. fucking it's game. It's a great game. I love yep. it. A, that, is a, that is a great game. It's top five. I mean, top five by all three of us. Should have been top three. Yep. Should have been top three. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled an audible at the end. And you know what, though? I had more fun streaming Immortality than I did Tunic. I can and Tunic that. was a fun game. Yeah. It is a great game. Mm -hmm. But then I then I sat there and I was like, you know what? I did like Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song a little bit more too, though. So it's like, I'll put it back to number five. So <laughs> But hey, solid game. I'm not I'm not mad at anybody putting it up at three. I'm like, sure. Like yeah. that's, that's a good game. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Tunic for Chris. <laughs> immortality for me and tunic for jason and we could have had a clean sweep but i pulled an audible at the end <laughs> <laughs> almost we're almost all in, in sync <laughs> <laughs> all right okay this is where we're getting into the nitty-gritty yeah. we're on number two number two everybody the poopy one <laughs> this is the number two but not number two in a bad way no this no is this is second banana. This is almost made it, but didn't quite get the biscuit. So, Chris, your uh, two. My number two is another super adorable game, uh, Beacon Pines. And super adorable. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, super adorable. Um, and I like the kind of mechanic of it where is as you kind of go along, you find these different kind of charms that you can place in the book to kind of branch the story off. And so as 
you're kind of going through, you're seeing all the different timelines of like what different happens. So you're putting things together that the main character hasn't. And you're seeing like all the kind of creepiness of this new industry coming in and like this underground bunker and just the people acting kind of weird and all the kind of stuff. All in this super adorable kind of pic- like hand-drawn like picture setting. Have you done a review on that yet? I don't remember you talking yeah, about it. Yeah, I remember you talking about it. No, I remember I'm talking, talking about, about it. I don't, I don't think, think I... Oh, yeah, he didn't give it a like... score. No. So we Chris, can, what's we your can score? You... No, no, should, we, should we do that now or should we reserve so you can do a full review for it for next episode? No, if he if he made it number two for the year, he needs <laughs> yeah, to give it a score. <laughs> no, if he made it number two for the year, he has to give it a score. I'm sorry. Yeah. Chris, I'll, what is I'll, your I'll score for Beacon Bay? Nine, nine out of ten. Hot damn. Hot damn. <laughs> That's right. I forgot that he hadn't given it a numerical score yet because he hadn't yeah. quite finished it. <laughs> it wasn't quite at the or he had he wasn't quite at the giving it a score range. Yep. So Alright, Beacon Pines. Okay. My number two is another free game on a subscription service, but not Game Pass, surprisingly. And that is Stray. This game is amazing. Graphically, beautiful. Story-wise, amazing. It took so many turns that like, I didn't expect within it. It also had a lot of cool little Easter eggs built into it as well. Like The whole Back to the Future Easter egg was just fucking amazing. The fact that they had Marty and he was wearing like the full-on outfit and they had Doc Brown and you were trying to do all... like That portion was so fucking great. I loved it. Uh, it was very much tugs at your heartstrings. Like, especially, like, trying to save as many of the robots as you can. Spoiler alert, there's some robots you just can't save, but the cat has to get out. And watching, like, just, like, that cat just fall. Oh, yeah, there we go. See, (laughs) Foxy just put a, a clip from when I streamed it, and this is the main reason why this didn't get number one. The main reason this game didn't get number one is I broke the game and I fell through the world at one point. Doing something innocuous as having a robot pet me. All of a sudden, my cat, my cat turned perpendicular to the ground <laughs> to where its butt was on the ground and its legs were sticking straight out, like parallel to the ground. And then I just fell through the earth. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of times where I had some glitches and weirdness going on with the game that caused issues with it. Um, so that was like basically like the, the main reason. It wasn't like... 100% polished. It still needed a little bit of work. But the fact that like the PC version of it that they embraced the mod community and they're like, "Yeah, you want to put your own cat in it? Sure. There you go." Mm-hmm. Like we don't care if you guys are modding and putting your own cat in it. That's that's amazing. Do it. You want to yep. put Garfield in? You want to play as a cell-shaded fat tabby cat? Go right ahead. There's no lasagna for him to eat, but you can go ahead and have him in that game. They never once like got angry or anything like that. So I loved that game. It was phenomenal. Played it start to finish on stream. I, that was like one of the ones that I made sure that I finished. Just I, I, I wanted to get to the end of it. And it was an amazing game. I loved the shit out of it. Hands down, highly recommend. If you have a PS5 or a PS... No, PS5. I don't think it's on PS4. No, I don't think it's on PS4. No, it's a, it, but it's on PlayStation Plus if you have a PS5. So if you have a PS5 and you have PlayStation Plus, which you should... Just like Game Pass, if you have a PlayStation, you should have PlayStation Plus. Even even going with the fact that like you back up your save data just in case something happens, which 
knock on wood, I don't want anything happening to my PS5. Uh, but just in case, you back up save data. Plus, now you get all the free games, which they they dropped in June. So you get a ton of you get a ton of free games and all sorts of stuff. And this is one of only like a couple of games that they had for day one free. But definitely, highly recommend playing it. Pick it up on PC. Pick it up on PlayStation. Whatever you want to do, play the shit out of this game. Fantastic. You're not wrong, Eric. Uh, um, it is a fantastic game. Easily very enjoyable game. Tugs of your heartstrings. Great storyline. A lot of enjoyable. Beautiful. All that good stuff like that. It is not level two, number two level <laughs> stuff, man. That the, 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 in the end of the day, in the day, your game here is one button and moving around and very simplistic puzzle solving and very simplistic overall like game style that you're going through beautiful as it is 100 but like just like my gripe that i have with one mortality it's just like i'm not here to just watch a thing or just do a simple stuff i want to play a game that's going to be engaging and taking me through a whole lot plus you know it's it is a one and done game it is a thousand percent a one and done game it, it is i don't put replayability always in there like replayability is definitely that but when it comes to narrative games like you can't be like oh you know like that was a great narrative game. There's no replayability for it. Um, mm -hmm. Like uh, you're not going to do that because there's so many things that go that you go through and you're just like, oh shit. But it was an amazing game. Um, I actually enjoyed the fact that you were nice and calm, and then all of a sudden, shit got real fast paced, and you were being chased, and you had to do all sorts of stuff. I thought it was a fun ass game. Whether you liked it or not, I really don't care. <laughs> no, I love the shit. I love the shit out of the game. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong mm -hmm. there at all. Uh, what I'm saying is I'm disagreeing with you on your level two. No, obviously this is all of us being able to say our own things. You're not wrong. Yeah. I can't be like, no, you should have definitely done that. You're wrong about Tunic. You're definitely wrong about Tunic. But you can, definitely <laughs> put, it you can put it in stray however you want. Um, I'm just like, I, I'm kind of surprised. That's what that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm just kind of surprised because just like what this thing was, and especially in the games that we have played. Like, I know a lot of the games that you've played, and I'm actually very well surprised. If it did uh, uh, strangle out a different game for you that you played, and this was some of your highlights, obviously at level two, uh, level it gives you level, and number two for the year, that's surprising to me. Is what I'm saying. I'm just like I can't. I it's it's simplistic, but hey, I looked it at gotcha, it. Got you. As what stuck is what sticks with me, and that's like one of these things that Beacon Pines. Like mm -hmm. it's not always like the latest game that we played. And that's, that's one of the things that I like the most is that we usually like sit there and we make sure that we go through and we list out everything that we played and we have like a huge list of it. And then I go through and I remembered like the emotions that I felt playing the game story-wise and like what I really enjoyed about it. And usually if, it, if, if I remember how much enjoyment I got out of it five to six months later after I've played a bunch of other games and whatnot, that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe it really is that. So I think I think that I that it did enough for me on the storyline and I am very big on story. Like we've talked about this, like that's my norm. That's my normal like driving force for it. It's why I don't play a lot of repetitive games for it. I got to have a good a good story that I'm following. And once it gets dry and, and done, I'm just I'm over with with it. So this game had a great story. So. All right. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Jason, yep. number two. All right, number two for me. I'm sorry, guys, but I got to go down there. I got to go now. For me, it's just like, where did I spend my time this last year? And I spent a lot of time in a few <laughs> games, and two of them have been fighting for these two spots here, and it's impossible to ignore because at well over a couple hundred hours, not a couple hundred, just shy of a couple hundred, I should say, hours, is Elden Ring. 
Uh, I I sat there with this game being like, I absolutely hate this game. I don't like this game. I'm not a big fan of these Souls games like this, like crazy. I don't like how you don't have much of a story like all the time and stuff like that. And I kept saying that for almost 200 hours. So it's just like, obviously the game's there. The game's got a lot going on to it. I think it won all kinds of bullshit all over the place. Let me ask you a question, Jason. When you say that, did you ever hate play the game? No, never hate play. Okay, so and that's that's a difference between between like that type of game because there's a lot of people, um, like somebody that raided into us that hate mm-hmm. plays Souls games with a passion, no matter how much he says it. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. that he hate plays it because I call him out on it every fucking time that he's doing it. But you, if as long as you could say that you didn't hate play that game, then that means that you enjoyed it. Right. Like you say you don't like Souls like games and whatnot. You play a lot of them though. <laughs> <laughs> I play a whole lot of them. I, I like combat, so I like playing the combat and jazz like that. And this one, though, like I never would have given any of the Dark Souls games True. a high high score or anything like that. Um, you know, even some of the uh, Soul like games I've played, I don't really ever like. I enjoy them. I like I enjoy the the challenge. Let's just say, but Elden Ring just did a great job of being like, hey, there's challenge, but then also it's an open world, and you can make the challenge as hard or as easy as you want to by just going somewhere else. Where Dark Souls just like get good, fucker. And it's just like, all right, well, you know, Elden Ring still has that. But it's just like, get good fucker or go get good elsewhere and figure out mm-hmm. your shit better. And so you can go somewhere and practice. You can go somewhere and play. You can go somewhere and just have fun sometimes. Because that's what you really want to do in a game is yeah. just have fun sometimes. And the amount of exploration that you could do is one of my favorite things. I it was love a huge world. Stuff. Such a huge mm-hmm. world. And then, you know, the the multiple layers to the world and different dimensions that you go to and all that stuff like that really well done i mean the storyline sure um but uh it's not to be expected and for me this is 1000 percent like the reason why it's landed in number two is because yeah the storyline is meh as far as storylines go but the amount of time i spent in this game just for fun i will say so two things that they that i i know of i i haven't played the game but i know of that from what people told me is a the storyline is way better and more fleshed out and easier to access than Dark Souls games. It's not all yeah. hidden in in like item like descriptions and no. shit like yeah. that. There's you don't have to go on the internet. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to go on the internet to do it. And you and you can right. figure out what the story is on it, which is a a big leg up for them. Like that, that's just and different branches. Like yeah. y- it's it there there is storylines, there's different branches and you can find them out on your own by just following your quests, whichever one you feel more comfortable with. And you, there's a forgiveness system and all kinds of stuff. It was a much more accessible of a game uh being uh than any of the Souls titles have been whatsoever and then much more like enjoyable to play at the end of the day. Like I I've never never enjoyed multiplayer in any of the souls games whether being raided or playing with a friend or anything like that never enjoyed them this one i did i i probably spent a lot of time like being raided raiding into people uh, playing with a friend just dueling like just dueling being like hey i'm you're i'm a samurai that's like all dumb dumb sword boy and you're <laughs> a, a smart uh, uh magic man Let's let's fight. Let's do it. And then they're balanced <laughs> enough that it was possible and it was fun. And, you know, it's, it, that's really interesting to me. I do like that there's, there's DLC coming because mm-hmm. they have the whole Coliseum expansion coming along with it. Yep. Um, and story wise, I guess it really did pay to get George R. R. Martin to to come in and help write stuff for it. I didn't give a shit. I didn't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> like it was just like, OK, you know, whatever. 
I uh, uh, I went with the blue. I can't even remember the. I can't even see it. This is why I'm saying this. I can't even remember the name of any of these people. I can't remember the name of the person that I that I, the lady that I sacrificed or whatever. The, the Jason, we watch the... anime where we can't remember any of the, of the characters' true. names. <laughs> well, we can remember the ones that matter. Getting the fucking it's mech, Shinji. Yes, we know it true. because we love it. Um, <laughs> where here I am. I, I the blue lady is the the storyline that I went through. I I. Rainy the witch. Yeah, I went back and the forth with going with the the black lady that you hug all the time because I just loved that sequence of events and her whole storyline was fun, including her final boss battle was really fun too. But uh, um, I just I, I I don't care to go back through it all again. You know what? It, it so we 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 said like it's not always triple A titles. It's a triple A title. It's fine. Like it's yeah. it's like that. I'm not gonna say like you're wrong because of that. It's, it's the time. It, it's, it's and it was a good, it was a good game. And it's mm-hmm. not to, again. It's not to say that Ragnarok is a bad game. We just haven't played it because we played other games. And I I like the fact yep. that we don't always just like jump on what's stream worthy or what the buzz fucking games are or anything like that. Like I enjoy playing the games that I want to play. And I mean there were a lot of games like the the uh, oh god. I always forget the name of it because I always want to say it backwards. <laughs> the Cruel King and the Great Hero. I always want to say the Great Hero and the Cruel mm-hmm. King. <laughs> the Cruel King and the Great Hero <laughs> is not a game that by any means anyone's going to pick up on. But it was an amazing story. And that's why like, I was like, that's an honorable mention. It's a great one. And I played a lot of like NIS games that aren't going to get any traction. But I played those over other triple like AAA title games because they were the games that kind of resonated with me. And I'm like, I wanted to play mm-hmm. that. And that's where like we don't... We get sent a ton of stuff for review consideration, and we pick and choose what we want to play. We look at it and we're like, "I want to play that," and then we'll put in a request for it. And we, if we don't get it, mm-hmm. we don't get it. But in a lot, a lot of cases, they understand that we're that we're choosy enough. Like our PR reps understand that we're picky and choosy enough on what we want to do that they that they know that we're going to get it and we'll talk about it, whether it's good or bad. But we'll yeah. actually play it. Like we don't sit there and request every fucking game and only and only play like two-thirds of them or a third of them or anything like that we we get it we talk about it we stream it we're done okay here it is we're on the top we're number one games of the year so the 2022 again this and we 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 did it it's only games that came out in 2022 we have done it in the past where we were like but i played this game that came out three years (laughs) ago and i really want it to be there and we we made sure that, like, we've set we set ground rules a couple of years ago. No, no, it has to yep. be new games only <laughs> because it's unfair. <laughs> Which is why the game I played on my birthday, where I cried on, is not on this list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so game number one, Chris, what is your number one? So this is one we got a review copy for. It's a interesting puzzle game, the Entropy Center. Oh wow. Um, wow, nice. So this is one like where you know I played through the whole game, I streamed some of it and I beat the game and I immediately had to go online and try to look up see what people's thoughts on it were and what they were kind of feeling, um like predictions or whatever, theories. Because uh, it's very much like portal where rather than creating portals you're just rewinding time on objects. Um, you got different ones that can have you jump or just blocks or kind of do different kind of things. Um, and your gun talks to you, but it's not like overbearing. Little quips here there, trying to figure out the story of 
why are you the only one here? Where is everybody? What what happened? Like, and trying to rewind the earth so it doesn't go boom. Because there's go boom. <laughs> and, uh, it's, like, it's, it's true. What, what did Sean say when he was posting or sending us emails and whatnot? <laughs> uh, he, he verbatim just said, earth go boom. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Earth Go Boom, and then there was one other one, but I forget what it was. But the Earth Go Boom was the one that sticks out in my head. <laughs> yeah, because, like, he was you know, kind of following up to see, you know, where we're at with our kind of view and kind of, kind of generic kind of touch base. And I was like, so I kind of wrote, like, a back an email trying to be all, like, coy and stuff like that and <clears throat> waxing poetic. And he just replies, Earth Go Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there is a reason why we work with Evolve. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah so it was really kind of interesting kind of trying to figure out what the kind of story is here and kind of the history and why kind of unravel everything and then you know some of the security bots uh, trying to kill you except for one except for E who is named E because it has a puss on it that says E <laughs> <laughs> that as you kind of read because that one kind of helps you as you kind of read through like some of the emails and stuff like that try to unravel some of the story one guy's like hey I think they're the bots are getting like sentience so I found one that's just give me like side eye so I put a post note that says E on it so you know which one I'm talking about and they're like no 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 everything's fine they're not getting sentience uh-huh sure they're not getting sentience yeah uh-huh. sure that's what they and want you, can you to think. Pet this one, so you can pet the little cute robot. Hey, if you wanted to give somebody a false sense of secure, yeah, false sense of security, what would you do? Then pet you. Yep. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. I'm totally nice. Don't worry about it. You, you mm-hmm. can pet me. Go ahead and pet me. It's Which cool. he was actually kind of nice. Is the other ones that were dicks because something <laughs> happened like with the power kind of like that, and their security protocol changed. And so they saw you as a threat and tried to kill you. And so you're part of the, you're just kind of uh, running away from them or using your gun to kind of destroy them. Because uh, it's like shoot thing and you can kind of rewind that back to them. Or you can just pick them up and sneak up and pick them up and toss them. I had a really good time with it. I enjoyed the story. Um, I don't know where it'll go in the future. Um, you know, who knows? They could go back in the past or something do some interesting things with it. So you're doing alternate reality. Yeah. Which no like earth does alert. go boom. Then what? Spoiler alert. Earth go boom. Many times you <laughs> save earth many times Earth continue goes boom. And you kind of see all the different kind of paths. So is it like a, uh, like an Armageddon type thing of where like, like, or not Armageddon, but like the, uh, the Skynet, armageddon from terminator it's gonna happen regardless all you're doing is delaying it yep because this like catastrophic event is one they've tried to fix but they can't fix it it keeps happening um because they just kind of go through you learn things like oh they saved the bees or they save this animal from extinction or they stop this catastrophic event from happening um but apparently this one just keeps happening they can't seem to correct it when they added that in into the lore of terminator i thought that that was one of the best things because it's like you sat there and you got you got terminator 2 and they stopped it and they they like melted everything down and you thought that it was ending. and then when they announced terminator 3 you're like 
<laughs> wait, this doesn't make sense. How can they do this? Like they, they altered the timeline and it, I mean, it has to do with alternate futures and past and blah, blah, blah. But the ultimate end result was that you never can stop the robot uprising. You just delay it. You continually delay it. And there gets to a point to where you can't delay it anymore and it's going to happen. And that's actually like one of the cooler things that I think that they did with the Terminator, like storyline for it so that's really cool that they did that it's like no no yeah, yeah no it's gonna happen eventually <laughs> earth go boom <laughs> Earth go boom. i mean let, let's be honest it's true it is <laughs> like, true no matter what <laughs> yeah. no matter what but earth I, gonna I, go boom at some point or earth yeah. gonna go shatter shatter absorb from the star going supernova <laughs> what, what i what i'm pulling from this though is that eric just brought in that arnold schwarzenegger signing a six film contract to make uh, terminator movies is the end of the is the sign of the end times in the apocalypse? Mm -hmm. That's the the connection mm -hmm. that I'm making there. One hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, and I I will say Arnold Schwarzenegger looks damn good for how old he is. Shannon and I started watching uh, Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone, and we were like sitting there watching it, and at one point, like he hooks up with this with this like forty something year old ATF agent. And she tells him how old he is, and he's like, yeah, I'm 75. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is Sly really that old? And we pulled up, like, holy shit, he's 76. He looks damn good for 76. Yeah. And he's moving around real damn good for 76. <laughs> <laughs> but we were both just like, fuck. Like, like those guys... Like surgery and being able to not have to work every day and just focus on nutrition well, yeah, and like working out working uh, yeah working yeah. out and whatnot like that's <laughs> that's definitely like the thing and they always say like you know you continue to work out and you see some people that are in their like mid 60s that are still highly mobile running marathons doing acrobatics and shit like that but it's it's very much like for a guy that big somebody that like has definitely done some damage to his body when he is lifting to be able to like mm -hmm. move around and be that mobile at 76. Like that's the thing. My dad is in his late seventies and he definitely ain't nowhere near as mobile as Sylvester Stallone is. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that hands down right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I, I think that's good, Chris. I, I think that's a really yeah. good, like it's a solid choice. You had very good, uh, very good, reasoning behind it too so like mm -hmm. you know good job okay my number one i think jason's already called it it's like in his head he knows what it is uh this might actually be the first time that we have had a sequel and an original in a top five list and that is a plague tale requiem so a plague tale was i think it was number two on my list for 2018 2019 i forget what year it was whenever it first came out it was an you amazing game. up there yeah i didn't know like i i didn't think that they'd be especially where they ended off i'm like i don't i don't know where they're gonna be able to go story-wise i don't know how they're gonna be able to top like what happened in this because that game was like hands down an amazing fucking game a plague tale requiem like takes the story and the feels and like cranks it up to 12 and you get to a point half like so you're actually not halfway about two thirds of the way through the game where you're like, OK, when they did this in the first game, you started getting to this area. You started getting into how fucking corrupt the Pope is and like how fucked everything really is and that people know about this whole plague and they're just trying to weaponize it as much as possible. How could they possibly jump the shark even more? Oh, they kill 
everybody in the game. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean everyone. If you watched me stream this game, at one point, they slit your mom's throat in front of you after you lose a duel to the count while she's tied to a stake with burning, like, pyres around her. They slit her throat. And you get, like, handily beat by the count after he fucking just beat the shit out of you, dislocated your shoulder, chased you around that fucking area, and still gave you a a handicap against him with a giant fucking two-handed sword with one good arm. And you hold your own. You have to really hold your own. And that's a that's a pain in the ass to, to like, continue on with that. And they're like, okay, so what else can we do? Okay, well, you'll rescue the guy that that you ended up giving away and he ends up being a good guy and whatnot. Okay, yeah, he dies. (laughs) (laughs) And then the very fucking end of the game, shit you not, there's no happy ending to this game at all. Spoiler alert, cover your ears. You have, you have, this is your chance if you haven't played the game and you don't want to know what what it is because I didn't stream the end of this game. So you end up having to kill your little brother. Good, good. At the end of the game. He, he succumbs because the count... The Count basically deals a fatal wound to to the sister, and they miraculously, like, bring her, like, keep her alive so that she can go through, and then they give her, like, fucking opium. <laughs> they, they, they basically give her a vial of opium. They're like, here you go, this will numb the pain, and you can keep moving on. And she goes through, but the, but the kid's so distraught at the loss of his sister, the loss of his mother, he's the only one... And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to use this. It's going to be great. We're going to kill some people, but we're going to be able to control him. Yeah, they couldn't control shit. <laughs> he creates this giant fucking hurricane of just rats. And I mean, like, it's a hurricane of rats and destruction that, <laughs> that emanates from the port in this city and just fucking decimates it. And you have to go through, you have to go through this whole thing. There's, uh, there's like this whole side story at the end of it of giving up. And your character has to acknowledge that there's nothing that she can do about it. And she can't control or fix anything. And, like, you're used to playing a game where you go through and you fight. And you fight tooth and nail. And you try to do it. And you fight and you fight and you fight. And you're, like, fighting off all these hordes of of rats and everything like that. And you keep getting dropped off back at another area because you didn't succeed. And you're like, what the fuck did I do wrong? And the kid's telling you, he's like, you need to give up. There's nothing you can do about it. You have to understand that you cannot win and that this is just how it's going to be. And you, your character has to has to willingly give up and stop fighting. <laughs> Fantastic. So then the brother's like on the tree and then you have to wind up your fucking sling and it slow winds the sling and you have to aim and then you have to let go of the mouse and just watch. And they they did the slowest rock sling that you've ever seen in this game. And it's not like in slow-mo, but it definitely felt a hell of a lot slower when it went off of just bing, hit the kid in the head, kill him. And then that ends. That's the end of the game. And they did do like a, a post-credit scene to where they're where like they can extend the story on. But I don't it was really hard to tell whether it was a whether it was a uh, a still Victorian style era thing, because she talks about how she's going to continue to move on and she's going to try and help the next plague bearer and his protector, because there's like the whole lore that you uncover within that. But in the post credit scene, it definitely sounded like there was a breathing machine. <laughs> but all you saw was a baby. 
Yeah. You saw a baby that had the mark that had the mark on it, but I swear I heard a breathing machine at the end of it. So I think that the next one's going to be modern day, which I think would be amazing. They've done an amazing job story wise. They've done an amazing job gameplay wise. Graphically, it's awesome. Um, it's it was very hard to run Nvidia broadcast stream and play this game at good settings on my PC, even though I have a thirty sixty and a thirty six hundred. But uh, take out the streaming aspect for it. I had no issues whatsoever with this game. It ran solid. It was really well done. Um, every now and then I had issues, but I chop it up to the fact that it's trying to, uh, every time that I had I had issues getting through an area, it was mechanically trying to control thousands of rats at the same time and run them in a sporadic pattern. So every now and then like I'd go through an area that the first time that I ran through it, I could run through without getting hit by rats, but I get hit by rats. <laughs> But beyond that, though, it was an amazing fucking game. It was engaging. It was beautiful. It was a sad, heart-wrenching, but also, like, amazing story. Loved it. Highly recommend. Both these games. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Uh, like, honestly, this is a, probably a 10 out of 10. I hadn't given it a score yet. 10 out of 10. Amazing, beautiful game. It's free on Game Pass. You can't play Innocence anymore on Game Pass, but you can play this. 100% recommend playing both of them, and this is an amazing fucking game. It should have won more awards at the at the Game Show Awards, and I think it didn't because of the fact that it's not fully a AAA title. The first yep. game was very much an indie-developed piece, and it's only considered a AAA because of just they got more backing. But it's still not even like a full-on AAA. This is a... This is a still what I would consider an indie-ish game, just with a little bit more money behind it. This game's been on my list for a long ass time, and yep. I, it, every time I look anything about it, it looks amazing. So totally get, totally yeah. get it. I was pissed mm-hmm. when I couldn't stream it like the first time that I tried to stream it in October, and then I had to go through an update and do all sorts of stuff to make sure that I could get it working. But yeah, hands down, everyone should play it. All right, Jason. All right, well, I'll number keep mine one. simple. Take we'll keep home. it simple. Number one here. Number one, again, for me, it was just like, where where did I just enjoy my time over the last year? It's been a shit year. Games have been what's been saving us and stuff like that. And for me, really, at the end of it, like, it was just the perfect package of, of 2022, in my opinion. And that is uh, wait, uh, Horizon. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, hang on a second. <laughs> that could go very many different ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Swallow, okay. swallow that phrasing down, Eric, because it is a perfect <laughs> package of uh, Horizon oh, Forbidden my. West to me. It, 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 it had storyline, had gameplay, had graphics, had cinematic had character, had heart, had it all. Is it better than the first one? Ah, there's arguments made, made there. Did they improve a lot on the first one? They sure did. It was definitely a, an enjoyable game. Platinuming this game was uh, was very much enjoyable. Um, there's some stuff, stuff I didn't like as far as like your weapon upgrade uh, processes, and there was never that like ultimate gear that you could get. You can tell they're trying to set it up to be more of like a, not as a games as a service option, but definitely I know multiplayer is coming out here soon and then expanding this world even more. This is a good start off bridge for it. I really am hoping to see more of the um, narrative in, into the number three that they're going to be making because it's definitely uh, um, uh, not oriented to straight up DLC. Uh, yeah, the DLC is coming, but the narrative will be about the world building, not about the actual storyline that's coming out. Storylines coming from space. Spoiler. Um, so that'll be the <laughs> space! thing. That's there. Space. Space. But uh, um, it it was just 
it was fun. It, I just enjoyed every bit of it. It was uh, um, satisfying, you know, enjoyable, just like the first one. Moved right into the second one. The game picks up right after the first one, so you're just moving right along. I mean, I love the continuity of that. I love the storyline elements of it. The characters you still very much care for. They did a great job of bringing them all back, having them interact with you guys, and grow. You didn't just bring in the characters or get new ones and have the same situation. The idea was growth for everybody. And, you know, Aloy was always just like, I'm alone in this mission. I'm just going to do it. Here she was now finally being like, no, I need help. And let's start bringing people into this thing that can hopefully fight as well. I like that because in the first one, yeah, mm -hmm. she definitely was by herself. Oh, yeah. Like that's a like that is a that is a very like big thing like she was 100% by herself and she was a lone wolf going off and doing that so i she, like she, that fact. and she did that all by a purpose and the, the game is yeah. it's not like it's a multiplayer game I, she was the redheaded herself. stepchild of the she was of literally the was literally so this one is just like now she's building up her own village in essence in in the world of what it is and the progression of what you're doing with gaia and building that back the world it's really interesting it's horizon just blew me away and forbidden west continue that trend so i mean i i am eagerly anticipating number three whenever that does come out any dlc as well uh it's it's hard to beat for me it was just just such an enjoyable game i mean it looks amazing um i i again that was another one of the ones that's like jason played it so i didn't have like any immediate need to play it so that's where it's yeah. like, and then it just kind of like fell to the wayside for it. I still need to play that game. I want to play that game because the original one was amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah, you did a good job. Great game. I actually really need to pick up the original one again. I have it. I can play it on the PS5. It'll probably run a hell of a lot smoother. <laughs> Less loading screens and yep. whatnot on that. But yeah, I'm very much looking forward to replaying that game and playing the playing the sequel for it. So that's, I think Horizon was on there, was on one of our lists before. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Horizon was on. I, I was trying, I'm trying to remember five. with, uh, yeah, because Horizon came out when we were doing the podcast, so we definitely had that on there. So we had two sequels <laughs> this year mm-hmm. that made it on. Mine was first. <laughs> 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 I did a first year follower. <laughs> but sure. but but both great games. Like the originals were amazing. And then the second one was amazing as well. Um, I would say, though, that like I don't have a question that the story was even better in the second one for mine. Um, and what you were saying of like character progression, they did the complete opposite character progression with it. They showed just how much rage these two kids were filled with after the after the sequences of the first game and everything that started happening to them in the second game. Like they thought that they were supposed to be going into like a nice calm area and they didn't. And both of the characters were just filled with rage the entire time. And I would say that Requiem, like that was the, the, the main symbolism was rage between them. Like that was the despite, emotion. Despite all that rage though. Yeah. Still just they were still just, cage. no, they, they were rats out of the cage. Well, there were rats out of the cage, but they were rats in a cage. <laughs> I actually, hilariously enough, uh, that that song uh, Ronin was like was like reciting some of the lyrics from it for some fucking reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, because I played enough Smashing Pumpkins for him. Smashing and I was like, Pumpkins, "Do you know yeah. what the name of that song is, buddy?" And he's like, "No." And I was like, "It's Bullet with Butterfly Wings." And Shannon just, like, legit, my wife just looks at me and she's like, 
I thought it was always called Rat in a Cage. And I'm like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Bullet with butterfly wings, sweetheart. <laughs> no, honey. So, no. Chris, what was your go – th- go through your list. Just name them yeah. off. Five through yeah. one. Five through okay. one. Uh, five was V Rising. Uh, four was Undecember. Three was Tunic. Two was Beacon Ponds. And one was the Entropy Center. All right. So for me, five was Tunic. Four was Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. Three was Immortality. Two was Stray. And one was a Plague Tale Requiem. And then no finally for me, what was that? Do what? No Euro Kill. No, Euro oh. Kill was a. That game, I didn't know where to fucking put that game on this. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at that game and I was like, I don't know where. Like, did it. Like, was it innovative gameplay? No. Was the storyline fucking bonkers? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know where to put that game at all. <laughs> was the game. Actually, the, it was innovative gameplay. Because of the fact that it combined so many different styles of gameplay. <laughs> it was right up there with uh, Nier Automata. Like, as far as, like, it oh, yeah. didn't do nearly as many styles as Nier did. But, it like, it was a mixture of a bunch of ones. That was, like, that's that could have been, like, an honorable mention. Something that got, like, <laughs> really close up there. <laughs> Anyways, Jason. <laughs> uh, my top five. Uh, number five, Cult of the Lamb. Number four, Ixion. Number three, correctly, is Tunic. Number two was Elden Rings. And uh, uh, number one was Horizon Forbidden West. Jason is so bitter that we didn't have a clean sweep so of Tunic I'm at sorry. number like, three. You, this, yeah. like, no knowing, bitter. Knowing that you had that other game, I don't even remember the name of it because it's trash. Uh, Immortality. Number three instead <laughs> was number one bad. But then once I realized that, especially after hearing Chris say his number three, you know, I was just like, yeah. you motherfucker, we had it. It would have been just. We had it. We had a clean right. sweep. And then I called so an audible good. right at the end because I sat there. I'm like, man, I'm back and forth. I'm back and forth. And I don't know. Fucking I'm doing it. And I'm, I'm <laughs> no takesies, backsies. It's done. Like four <laughs> minutes before the podcast started, Literally, I did uh, this. Hand to God, he did do this. <laughs> he did do this. He didn't say what the titles were. Otherwise, nope. I'd have been upset then. But he's just like, no. I'm switching my five and three. And I was like, all right. I don't know what all right, whatever. You're a fucking <laughs> moron anyway. So who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> 100% was one on. Oh, uh, so we have a hydrate. Else. Hydrate, everybody. I drank already. I did it. I saw it. I got it. I'll do another one. Why not? I think I did one already when I did it, but now I'm going to say it. So we have it. All right. So thanks a lot, everybody, for joining us for the iBeta First podcast, uh, especially for our year in review, 2022. Mm-hmm. This is the 11th year for iBeta First as a whole. Uh, Chris wasn't with us at the beginning, but he joined 20, I think it was like, right at the beginning of 2013 end of 2012 something like that and jason and i have been around since 2011 doing stuffs right i bought articles. the i bought the domain and built the website in 2010 so yeah. it's, writing it's, articles doing things doing, doing things. stuffs yep. <laughs> we've all grown up we've all gotten older unfortunately um and we've all moved on to jobs that probably aren't going to let us go to e3 unfortunately this year it's kind of sucks that was the one that was the one bad thing about me leaving my last job was that I technically was no longer industry. But beside that, we'd like to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, wherever 
the future leads us in this. I mean, we're not getting any older, but we're also not getting any. Right, we are getting older. We're not getting any younger, <laughs> yep. but we're still going to play Vitimo games. Mentally, we're all still twelve. Jason yep. physically <laughs> looks like he's sixteen. Um, <laughs> I'm pushing eighteen now. Push, he's pushing eighteen. No, no, you can't push eighteen until you get at least four facial hairs. Ah, I got my three. <laughs> You're almost there. Almost there. But anyways, thanks a lot for joining us, everybody. Uh, we we love doing this. Uh, again, we do most of this for charity, a lot of it for fun. But anything that we do, uh, money wise and whatnot, we try and push towards charity. We are exactly. <laughs> $44.45 away from hitting our goal of $6,000 for Extra Life for the year of 2022. So we've still got a couple of weeks, and we hope that everybody can just kind of come along. We have said we are not allowed to donate this money ourselves to get this. We, we mm. Like all three of us have agreed we're not going to do it. We're not going to push forward. We want the community to come through. So if you guys have any discretionary funds, especially moving into the end of the year, definitely make sure that you that you put it towards anything it doesn't have to be us it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be our extra life charity you can put it towards anything but just make sure that you donate and get that money that the government allows you to put in as a tax write-off hands down you just need to hit that threshold if you can uh, obviously not everyone has discretionary funds and we totally understand that and that's a-okay but you know if you have the ability to do it donate but you can just go to uh ibatafirst.com and then click on the charity button up on there the top right. See, I got it right without you having to it. correct myself at all. <laughs> Click on the charity button. That will take you to our to our Extra Life page as well as our charity throne account. Um, the the charity throne account, 100%, everything you purchase goes directly to Phoenix Children's Hospital. So you can still write that off as a tax write-off at the end of the year. You just have to make sure that you keep your receipts and uh, notate that everything is going out to Phoenix Children's Hospital because that's the exact same as if you went to like well i was gonna say toys r us if you went to target <laughs> you bought a toy <laughs> and then donated to phoenix children's hospital it's the exact same setup but so if you go to ibetafirst.com click on click on charity then you'll be able to either donate to us directly with, through extra life or donate direct to phoenix children's hospital with toys uh you can also make sure that you find all three of our podcasts on the ibetafirst network at ibiff.co uh where you can watch us you can uh like find us on all the major podcasting platforms or you can watch us on twitch.tv slash ibit at first roughly every monday or tuesday where we have a new podcast episode we will be taking a one-week hiatus i know it's like the longest fucking hiatus ever uh until the new year starts so we will not have a podcast next week but make sure that you tune in at the beginning of the year where we're gonna have cutscene where we're currently doing Akiba Made War, <laughs> which sounds way worse than it is. It sounds like it's 100% fan service, and it's not. It's like 1% fan service, 99% action. Yep. <laughs> so make sure that you join us on there. You can also find us Facebook, I made it first, com, Twitter, I made it first, Instagram, I made it first. We're very, very rarely on social media. We don't really do the social media game. We'll probably end up leaving twitter anytime soon who knows i know i personally am like really contemplating just like saying fuck it i hate twitter anyways just close my account delete the app from my phone i'm like i'm just done <laughs> you download the app to your phone crazy oh, i've had it for a long time so that <laughs> so that there's more than just one of us replying to to tweets 
However, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm pretty much done with that fucking service. So, you know, it is what it is. Just like I'm pretty much done with Facebook. The only reason I don't have Facebook removed is just in case there's something that I had where it needs two-factor authentication through Facebook. I don't know what. I, I haven't been on there in like two months minimum. <laughs> So, but anyways, you can always find us on any of those pieces. Uh, and as always, thank you everybody for joining us. We are again, I beat it first, I beat it first.com, co. But we can't end any podcast without Chris. Bye bye.